our Bibles and turn to Ephesians, first chapter. Sister Daphne said about how the Bible says to love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Amen. If you stood before the Lord tonight, he said this is the first and the greatest commandment. Praise God. Would he know that you love him with all your heart? I say, well, of course. Of course I do. I hope you're showing evidence that you love him with all your heart. But he said the second is just like the first. They didn't ask for the second, but you always get more than what you ask for with Jesus. Amen. You don't just get what you ask for, you get what you need. And he said, you're going to have to love your neighbor like you love yourself. That's going to show whether you've been delivered from this world into the kingdom of God. If you had to answer that question before God tonight, in his presence, before you entered into those gates, do you love your neighbor? Like you love yourself. Amen. Want to just have an altar call right now? No, I thank God for the love of God in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Thank you for your love. Lord, fill us with your love. Fill us with your power, God. We love everything we've heard and felt already in this service. Lord, you're just working in such an amazing way, God. Our best is just filthy rags, but you filled us with your best, God, and Lord, that that would be the fruit that we bear. Lord, if our root is down in you, God, uh, our fruit will be just succeeding abundantly above our best. And Lord, it'll be you living through us. God bless each one today, I pray. God, anoint your word and fill us with its truth that we would be doers and not hearers only. We thank you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Ephesians 1, verse 18. I like to get as much of this context as possible, but what a great, great text this is from Ephesians. Verse 18, chapter 1. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. God wants you to have understanding. God wants to teach you His ways. You don't have to be in the dark. He said to enlighten you. That ye may know what is the hope of His calling... And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. God's got something for you. He doesn't want you to be ignorant of it. It's really going to jump on the tails of this morning's message. God's given us such a great inheritance. Amen. He's given us great gifts. He's given us a great salvation. He wants us to know all that that entails. And what is... The exceeding greatness of His power to us, word who believe. Amen. Isn't that what we are talking about? I want you to know how exceeding great His power is toward us. According to the working of His mighty power. It's His power working. Which He wrought in Christ. When He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places. How many know that's a place of authority? How many know that's talking about the power of Almighty God? That right hand of power. It goes on. Hallelujah. Far above. He sat down 
far above all principality and power and might. Jesus is above. Somebody say far above. He's far above every work of the enemy. Amen. His authority is not in jeopardy. His plan is not in danger. What he's got planned for you, amen, the devil can't mess it up. Because what God has given you, his gifts and his His will for you, hallelujah, his power that will seal you under the day of redemption is seated far above every power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet. That's authority. That right hand, that seat of authority, that under his feet, that's talking about the devil doesn't stand a chance. You're all worried about what the enemy's doing and how he's fighting. He's defeated. It gets better. Put all things under his feet. Gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Let's skip ahead for sake of time. You can read it all in your spare time. If you have any questions, you know how to get a hold of me. Ephesians 2, verse 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Now this is all in the same, not only in the same letter, it's all in the same thought. God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Hallelujah. Even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us. He made us alive. Called us out of the grave. Amen. Hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together. And listen, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. Let me tell you. Praise God. I was thinking about a title for the message tonight. I generally don't spend a lot of time thinking about titles. I just want to preach something. But I was thinking about the best seats in the house. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, not only is Jesus seated far above every enemy that's coming against you, but you're seated with Him in Christ, with Him in heavenly places. So it's far, if it's far below Him, if it's under His feet, it's under your feet. If he's far above it, you're far above it, because we're seated with him. Amen. Hallelujah. I know there's an enemy. I'm not ignorant of his devices. I know some of you maybe think, oh, you, you have it so easy if you only knew. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I'm still smiling. Because I know where I'm sitting. Hallelujah. I know where the devil is. He's under my feet. Praise God. And he's going to fight. And he's going to push. And he's going to use every dirty trick he can. But he's far beneath us. Amen. And that's where you are if you're in him. You're far above him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, though. Praise God. You're on the winning side. You've got victory in Jesus. Amen. He paid the price. 
He won the war. But if you understand anything about the Scripture, and this is so important, and I am going to use this as another just excuse to tell you, get in the Word of God. Don't just fulfill a duty and read a chapter or two or three. Get into the Word of God. Digest it. Think about it. Understand it. Amen. Because so much of the shadows and the types and the examples of the Old Testament and how it all points to Jesus and it all points to what we have in this new birth. Amen. Amen. Can I tell you that the Bible shows His people... We kind of touched on it this morning, but I want to back up and just do a little more and just touch on it. Hallelujah. I want you to recognize something here. God's people were told they had victory. Told They, they were told, hey, you, that promised land belongs to you. I've given you a promise that's yours. Why couldn't they just walk in and take the promised land? Why didn't they just go in and say, okay, here it is. They saw the battle that was before them. They saw the enemy that was before them and said, hey, we can't do this. But here's something. God already said it belonged to them. God already gave them the promise. God's given you the promise. God's given you the promise of victory. God's given you the promise that He's got a plan for your life. God's given you the promise that He's going to work in your life. Amen. Oh, I got, we're going to get back to that, but go ahead and praise God anyhow. But hear me now. When God gives you the promise and you get done in church and you're like, oh wow, this is great and God's blessed me and I feel the, the anointing and the unction of God and I'm encouraged and then you get out there and maybe get up the next day and you have to face the enemy. And you say, what? Wait a minute. I didn't plan on this. I planned on the promise. I planned on the victory. How many understand what victory kind of uh, means? Hallelujah. There, there, there is a, a, a connotation, if you will. There is an understanding when you start talking about victory. We like to talk about victory. I love to sing about victory. But there's the uh, problem with to get to victory, you got to fight a battle. And I know, I know that God fought the battle. God won the battle. Praise the Lord. Like I said, if you're in the Word, you're going to realize something. Something needs to click. How about David? Just an impossibility. The, the hardened warriors, the seasoned soldiers said, we're not going out there against that giant. We're not going to fight Goliath. Amen. And David is a shepherd, a young man that has not proved any kind of weapon outside of just what he used to be a shepherd. And he walks out there and says, what are you doing sitting back? Just go do it. Just go. What, is there not a cause? Oh, I wish people got that in down into their spirit, that there's a purpose. There's a cause to why you need to stand up and fight the battle. Amen. That there's a purpose that God's put in your life to overcome the enemy that's coming against you. Amen. Amen. 
Well, praise God. God bless you. Man, you're fun to preach to. Say, God be the glory. Listen. Listen, listen. The devil's fighting. And we're going to sit in our tents and, and cower and say, Oh, God, take the devil away. Take the battle away. God, I just, just stop it. Just make it stop. And he says, Get up and go. Get up and fight. Why, why do they have so many armies? Why do they have so many, so many soldiers in the camp of Israel? Why not just stop and, and say, okay, God, there's the enemy. Take care of him. Hey, guys, we're going to be over here eating. Let us know when God's done. That's not how he does it. You got to pick up the sword. You got to pick up your shield. You got to put on your armor. You need to get out there where it's tough, where it's difficult. You've got to face the challenge in the name of Jesus. You've got to face the devil with faith. Amen. You've got to face the adversity with the promise of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. I, I hope you're hearing this. I don't want you just to shout it down. I want you to get a hold of this. You're going to have to march toward the enemy with faith enough to say it's going to be all right. God's on my side. He can't take it. He's not, he can't be against me. Amen. Why are we so surprised? When You know about the armor? You heard about that? Praise the Lord. God gave you armor. Why do you get so surprised that there's, there's a battle? <laughs> if God gave you armor, why are you shocked when you get up and say, oh, another battle? <laughs> why are you shocked? The devil, you, you, you heard of the devil. And you know he hates God. He hates the church. He hates the plan of God in your life. I, I'm so shocked that, that he's coming against the, the plan of God in my life. Why? Amen. Well, I fought him last week. Praise God. Can I tell you something? We're in a war. It's not just one battle and then, oh, good, I'm, I'm through that. Thank God. Let somebody else fight their battle. I'm... Why are we so surprised with battles? I, I didn't say you ought to like it. I didn't say you ought to be excited about it. But there just comes a time where you say another battle. Of course. <laughs> of course. Amen. Another another enemy. Oh, I'm fighting one enemy and another enemy showed up. It figures. Amen. That's just the way it goes. Say, why would I figure that? Because it's all through the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't just say, we're going to have to go in there and take the Canaanites. I'm not going to be able to just name off, but it was the Canaanites, Hittites, Jebusites, Hivites, Girgashites, I think were in one of the lists. Yeah. Amen. It's just like a list of enemies. Praise the Lord. And there were plenty that said, no, thank you. We'll go back to Egypt. And God wasn't really happy with them. But God said, if you can go in there by faith, somebody shout faith. If you can go in there by faith, you can overcome them. Not because you're stronger armies. They have, they have chariots of iron. They have horses. And he even told his people, don't take their horses and use them because it's not going to be by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. God said, I'm going to show you through my name and through my plan, my promise that you're going, but you're going to have to fight the battle. You know, there were times, listen to this, there were times God said, go in and fight the battle, but don't take so many soldiers because I want you to see how good I am, how I've given you this. I want you to trust me. 
there's an interesting thing in the in the Bible uh, that uh, it's it's easy to miss. So if you missed it, but it's it's there a few times. How uh, praise God! Different uh, different Bibles might say it different ways. It talked about about hoeing h o u g h the horses. Uh, and, and sometimes it, it comes up as, as hocking, H-O-C-K, in the, in the King James. And it meant to cut, cut into their legs so it would render them. They could still be alive and still be, but you couldn't use them in battle. And God would say, if you have horses, I want you to make them, incapacitate them for battle. What a horse is a great advantage. No, I'm a great advantage, he said. And I don't want you to think your horses got you victory. I don't want you to think your chariots got you victory. Uh, You're going to have to fight. But as you fight, listen, now hear this. He was making them recognize that they were weak. But their weakness wasn't going to hold them back from victory. He wanted them to recognize every time you go out before them, you realize if it was about strength, you'd lose. If it was about strategy, you'd lose. I want you to feel inadequate in yourself so you learn how to rely on me. He would purposely set them up to say, hey, if we don't really get a hold of God, we are going to lose. We're going to die. Don't be surprised. When you come to a battle in your life, and say, if I don't get a miracle, I'm not going to make it. I know that you didn't shout for that one. Hallelujah. But it's the truth. Don't be surprised when you get to a place in your life where you look at yourself in the mirror and say, it's not enough. How many times do we... I just love the illustration where Jesus looks at everybody and says, don't send these folks away. Let's have lunch. We've got thousands here. That's okay. Give them what you have. I said, what do we have? Five loaves, two fish. We'll feed them. And Philip says, what is so little among so many? I mean, God likes to take the odds and make them ridiculously stacked against us. Because then you can't get the glory. Because then you can't be, oh, look at how good I am. Look at how strong I am. Look at how smart I am. Ah, look at how great my God is. Look at how great my promise is. Look at how good he brought brought me through, how faithful he is. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He will deliberately put you in a place where the odds are stacked against you. So that he can be of glory. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Give me seated. It's obvious. It, it, it gets obvious that you're not really in the word. That the word isn't something you think about, you dwell on, you focus on. When you get shocked in battles. And start talking about how big the enemy is. Because you'd be scared to. Because you look at the people who talk just like that in the Bible. God got so upset with them. When you get so preoccupied, you wouldn't want to. If you were really in the Word of God and you saw not only how the children of Israel didn't go in, but complained against God, complained against how hard it was along the way, and God would, God would get very angry. Amen. Some of that Old Testament judgment, slaughter them. Amen. Because, because they couldn't just say, God, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Amen. 
It's obvious you need to get in the Word of God. That's what the Word of God's going to put faith in you. Amen. If you're really in the Word of God, if you're really paying attention to what we're preaching to you, it's going to put faith in you. Hallelujah. Say, well, I don't know. Well, God said by faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. God said that. It's not going to be easy. Don't be surprised when it's not easy. Show me something in the Bible that started out easy and was easy the whole way through it. Amen. Just show me any part of that where the devil doesn't show up. But you've got to recognize faith. Faith is how you've got to respond. Faith in the promise. Not just a good feeling. A lot of people think faith is like self-motivation. That's what, what a lot of people are, are kind of getting a hold of, I guess, with, with uh, maybe even the, the, the kind of preaching some here today. It's not about motivating yourself. Motivation uh, is so overrated. Amen. It's going to take discipline. Discipline to say, you know what? God, you're going to be good, and, and I'm going to exercise my faith. Praise the Lord. Here's where we're going to just, uh, hallelujah. It's not just going to be as easy as it has been to hear. Because, see, the battle, in the battle that God's going to, that God does bring us to and will bring us through, there's something to learn. In the difficulty, see, the amazing thing about your battle is it's not a waste of time. It's not just a hindrance. It's not just something holding you back. When people run away from the battle, they're running away from what God's trying to teach them to help them grow in their faith and grow in what gifts he's put in you. That is the truth. See, everything the devil tries to do, God is far above that. He's just already said, you know what? Um, I've got a plan and a promise for you. And when you're through this, it's going to work together for good. So when you spend your time complaining and crying and, and not engaging the enemy, but saying, oh, God, just please make it stop, make it stop. You know, you've done that before. You're going to miss something. That is vital for your growth. It's so easy to back down when it's challenging. It's so easy that when you see the enemy, just like the children of Israel there at the edge of the promised land at Kadesh Barnea, they were able to say no. Because, same thing we talked about a while back, your flesh is looking for an easy way. Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel faith in this house. I feel like people are getting a hold of this. I want to tell you something. If you look up the word slothfulness 11 times just in the book of Proverbs, if you look up the term sluggard six times in the book of Proverbs, 17 times at least in the book of Proverbs, God's talking about someone who's lazy. Now, we've got some hardworking people in this church. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Praise God. That is the truth. But our spirits, our flesh fights spiritual laziness. You're going to have to fight it. And overcome it. If you're going to grow in strength, you're going to have to look at how you get stronger. 
It's so easy to miss church. You're so busy. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. It's easy to miss prayer. It's easy to not read your Bible. It's easy to look at a need and walk past it. It's easy to do any of these things half-heartedly. It's challenging to put your heart into it. It's challenging to say, but you know what? It's what gives you strength and builds you up. Amen. Look what it says. The slothful man, the lazy man, say if there is a lion without, I shall be slain in the streets. Let me tell you something funny about this passage that you might have never thought about before. He wasn't lying. Now, I didn't mean that was a bad pun. I did not intend. I did not. Please. That's even bad for me. He was not making it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because there is praise an adversary. There is a challenge out there. Be sober, First Peter 5 says. Be vigilant, be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, as a what? Roaring lion walketh about what? Seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren which are in the world. There is adversity out there. There's going to be adversity when you go to pray. There's going to be an enemy when you go to dig into the Word of God. There's going to be a battle every time you try to exercise your faith. And that lazy flesh says, I don't want to face that lion one more time. That lazy flesh says, I don't want to have to fight another battle. I've got, I can just, I can, I can do something easy. Amen. Hallelujah. I can set my Bible aside and be entertained for hours with just nonsense. I don't need to dig in prayer. Prayer was difficult today. I, I don't need to press through all that. Is somebody hearing me? And the laziness of our flesh sometimes is our worst enemy. There's a battle that we must fight. There's a challenge that you're always going to face. When anybody says to me, oh, it's just so uh, tough today, and you, and, and you act like it, it makes it impossible, I think, what, do you, what have you been studying? What have you been learning all this time? How disengaged do you have to be to live for God a year Five years, ten years, and say, oh, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. It gets so tough sometimes. It's all, it's a battle. You've got an adversary. He walketh, and the Bible says, those afflictions are accomplished in your brother that are in the world, brethren that are in the world. You're not the only one that struggles and to, to press through in prayer. You're not the only one that got down on their knees and got so distracted and so busy all of a sudden. You're not the only one that gets in the Word of God and your mind starts wandering and you're wondering, why am I reading this? I don't understand. You're not the only one. But if you're going to make it, you can't get lazy. You're going to have to press in. You have to do what it takes. Amen. Say, oh, but it's hard for me. Go ahead. Hey, there's a way to win a battle. You can say, oh, I just wish there wasn't a battle. Hey, you want, how long you want to have a wishing time? 
Amen. How long? Do you want to hear my wishes? Praise God. That's easy to wish. Amen. To sit around and daydream or get up and fight the battle. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy all the time. But the victory is yours. These testimonies of victory weren't because there was no battle. Hallelujah. But you've got to face that battle with faith. You've got to face that battle and know, while I'm fighting the battle, God, teach me. Teach me how to fight battles. Sometimes our vision, sometimes our, our goal is just to be blessed. And be blessed means it's easy. Well, praise God. Everything went my way. I'm so blessed. Everything was easy. I'm so blessed. That's not what God called you to. God called you to be a soldier. My Bible tells me to endure hardness like a good soldier. Hallelujah. Oh, I was so blessed today because, you know, it just was so easy to get in the presence. Lord, somebody fought for that. Somebody faced adversity for that. Somebody prayed when it was hard to pray. Somebody fasted when they were just as hungry as you are. Amen. Somebody dug in and said, you know what? It doesn't matter what you might be worried about what you sound like, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to press into the throne room of God. I'm not going to worry about anybody and what they think about it. I'm going to press in and love God. And, and you got to feel the good blessings of all that. But God wants you to learn how to meet the challenge. Meet the enemy. Put that enemy where he rightfully belongs under your feet. Hear me now. Because this is the vision. This is the, the goal of God in your life. It's not about self. Did somebody talk about, about selfishness tonight? And, and a self-will, I think. Can I tell you something? Hallelujah. God's got a plan for you to minister. To take somebody that does wants victory. There's people in your life around you that are messed up. Messed up. And you see it and you know it. But let me tell you something about some of those messed up folks. They don't know how to be anything but messed up. While you're sitting back saying, Ooh, God is so good to me. I feel so blessed. And you start sounding like the Pharisee who says, I'm glad I'm not like them. I got something better than them. Some of those people would take it, but they don't know how to get it. First, they need to see something in you. First, they need to see that fruit we were talking about this morning. They need to see something different, but that you can be praying for them already. Oh, God, open that door. Oh, God, break those chains. Oh, God, bring them to a place where they're going to ask some questions. And God, let me have the right answers. God, you're already praying for that messed up individual. Amen. You're already fighting the battle for somebody else. You're not going, I'm saying, oh, let me tell you what that messed up person said. Guess what? It was so messed up. What a waste of time. People sit around talking about, you know, messed up people. They're so messed up. Oh, they just so, oh, I can't believe. They, you know what, those sinners, you know what they do all the time? Yep, they sin. To me, it's like sitting around talking about, you know how much dogs bark and ducks quack? It's like, what do you, what, don't you have anything better? You know what you could be doing? Praying for them. 
God, break down the, the walls. God, break down the spirits that are holding them back. And you're interceding for them. You're praying for the people on your job. You're praying for your family. You're praying and the devil doesn't like it, but you don't care. You're going to pray anyhow. And then God opens a little bit of a door. Amen. Oh, I get so tired of that sluggard spirit in the church, that slothful spirit in the church that sits back lazy with a, with, with a bag of chips on their big old belly and says, oh, look at them wasting their time trying to pray for them and talk to them. Hey, I want to tell you, I thank God for people that are active, people that are fighting, people doing something for God. Amen. People that care, people that have a burden. Amen. Jesus wants you to help others get victory. They can't get victory by themselves. They don't know how to do it. They got to see it in you. Amen. God bless you. It's a it's, ministry isn't a position. It's a burden. It's a burden for somebody that you say, God, that would have been me. And I want to help them. I want to pray for them. I want to, I want to be a friend. I want to be a patient brother, sister to them. Amen. Amen. To see those that are bound and afflicted. And start praying a while. Pray until it affects you. Pray until you get a, you, you, that compassion starts working in you. Praying that you start caring about them. I've seen it. It's always been. There's always been people in church say, oh, I get excited. You know, somebody in church, they get excited about just a little something. Oh, they came to church. Oh, wait, big deal. They came to church. They didn't pray. Big deal. They came to church. They didn't really. They seemed like they were unhappy about it. When you've been praying and praying and praying. And you see just a little bit of something. And you know God's working. You know that's an answer to prayer. Hallelujah. You'd be excited too if somebody you were praying for came in. You'd be excited too if you had a burden. If you really cared about a soul. Amen. You can sit back and say they don't have it yet. They're not really serious. Oh, they don't have the right motives. But people that are praying are saying, God, you're doing something. You're doing something. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. We uh, I don't know why people think everybody else is so much dumber than they are. Like, you don't realize, hey, that's not being saved. Of course it's not. But God's working. And God's pulling a wall down. They're fighting every step of the way. And I get that. Why can't you get excited with us when somebody just makes a little little baby step in the right direction? I'll tell you why you can't. Because it's so much easier to be lazy. So much, You don't have to invest yourself criticizing and pointing a finger and saying that ain't nothing this isn't really revival and this isn't really that that's just easy but somebody that presses in somebody that's laboring somebody that's fighting hell in their prayers and saying devil you gotta let go of my children you gotta let go of my neighbor devil you gotta let go of my friend amen and you see something start to break you see something start to crack in that it's gonna matter to you amen Ministry is a burden. Hallelujah. That's what God, why, why God wants you to be able to fight battles. Hallelujah. Sometimes God puts you in battles 
I know I, I was saying here recently about, the, you know, the closer you get to God, the more the devil gets agitated. But God will allow you to get in battles to teach you something. To use for later. He'll allow you to meet up with certain spirits. Amen. So that when you see somebody bound by that, you can say, oh, I tell you, Jesus is bigger than that. I, I know, I know. Amen. You get all worked up about it. You can get all angry and say, God, is God allowing this to happen in my life? What about the ministry potential when you learn how to have faith and exercise that to help somebody else who's crying and doesn't understand when they're going through something that they can't even figure out what in the world is my first step? And you say, I'll tell you, i tell you, God is going to help you. That's ministry. Not just saying cute little sayings and going through the motions of your plastic ideas and, and, and encouraging phrases, but to really get in the trenches and fight the devil off of somebody's spirit. Amen. It's about seeing the need and jumping in rather than just being able to point it out. Yeah. Oh, man. Look how bad that is. More chips. <laughs> oh, look at how bad that is. Look at how awful. Look at how they don't have it yet. Look at all that. Yeah. Wow. Praise God. Isn't that something? Nobody sees that but you. Everybody's shouting excited about it, but I, I see through it. I'll tell you what we're doing. We're trying to help it. We're trying to help it. Sitting back and having a bad attitude about it isn't spiritual warfare. It isn't fighting the devil. It's getting in there, hallelujah, and helping them learn and grow and see that there's more. Amen. Somebody that's been praying, somebody that's been really praying. Oh, I, I crave that in church, that somebody can do more than talk about it, but you can just feel they've been praying for somebody. They've been praying for these that need the Holy Ghost. They've been praying for some of the miracles around here that we need. They've been praying for victory. They've been doing all they can to encourage and strengthen faith. Build up faith. Oh, hallelujah. One more. God bless you. I'm almost done. Praise God. I thought I was done, but I want to say this. Build up faith. Build up faith. You, you so doubt. Oh, did you hear what I, did you hear what I heard? If you're not paranoid now, I'm going to really make you paranoid. If you don't fear now, I'm really going to cause you to fear. Hmm, that's just like Jesus. That was very sarcastic. Oh, did you hear how, how bad it's going to get? Did you hear how rotten things are going? Did you hear about all this? Oh, yeah. Tell as many people in church about that. That's exactly what the Holy Ghost is leading you to do. No. Build faith. If they're fearful, let them know God's behind it and God's going to take them through. If they're hurting, let them know God's going to help. Oh, you know how many ways that could kill you? You know how many times God could heal you? Do you know how God can give you victory? Build faith. Build faith. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God bless you. You can remain standing. Sister Katie, come on up here. God, we love you. Reach out to God right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's find a place to talk to God. My Lord, it's going to be a challenge. But greater is He that's in you 
than he that's in the world. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Oh, God, you're so good.
you're fighting the battle. But understand God's victory, God's power is enough for you to win. God's not only going to teach you in that battle. But he's going to equip you to help others. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people come to battles in their life and back down. Come to battles in their life and say, you know what? It's not fair. It's not right. Rather than stand up like a David and say, is there not a cause? God's got a plan. But that plan is going to be all wrapped up in helping see others set free, helping others overcome. Because you've overcome by your faith. Hallelujah. There's a lot of good things we can do in this world, a lot of good things. But ministry is about taking the faith that God has worked in you and using it to see others set free. When you pray for them, when you minister to them, around somebody. I said, God, put a question in their heart and give me the right answer. Put something in them that's curious about faith, about the Word, and help me to point them to you. Help me not get into any kind of foolish kind of debate, but God, help me to show them there's something better living for you than what they have now. You pray and tell the devil he's got to take his hands off of them. You bind that enemy in their lives. God's going to start working through you. You see some problems around you in the church. That's when you need to step up in prayer and in boldness. Pray for them. Pray for them. Shine your light. Be a blessing and help. Have a burden that one that's messed up, that one that's struggling, have a burden. It's not. It's so easy to figure out that somebody's got some problems. It's so easy to point a finger. But the one that jumps in and says, I'm going to be the friend that prays. I'm going to be the one that shines. I'm going to be the one that they can see the power of God and difference. See something they don't have in me. 
somebody with a burden. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's all stand. God, thank you. Thank you for your presence in this house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Lord, mold us and shape us on that potter's wheel. Lord, help us to take what we've heard in this house, Lord, and to take it home with us, Lord. Lord, you've given us victory. Help us to fight by faith, God, and to learn and use those lessons to see others, Lord, have victory in their lives. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, again for just everything that's we heard and felt in this service, God. Bless each one, I pray. God, keep your hand on us as we travel, Lord, and shine your light through us throughout this week, Lord. We love you so much, and we give you all the glory, all the thanks for everything we've heard and felt in this service today. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.